Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Got to enjoy it when we can. Obviously, losing sucks, and we don't want to lose. It literally is the worst feeling in the world when you're working hard and trusting the process and things aren't going your way. Sometimes you have a good process and a bad result and it feels terrible and you feel like you need to switch everything, but we really don't. We got to keep coming together as a team, keep fighting, keep playing complimentary football, and you know, put our head down and take it week by week. Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Bills win 32-6 to over the New York Jets. Matt Canada has been fired as offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. I got a problem with Adam Schefter's tweet in this. Adam Schefter tweets, it's the first time since 1941 that the Steelers have made an in-season coaching change. And what he writes is that then half-owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, whatever his name is, I don't have it in front of me, fired himself. Burt Bell fired himself. So I guess he was the owner, and he was also a coach at the time, fired himself. That's not a firing. Right? That's not You're not being fired. You're, you're quitting. So I don't think Schefter has it. I don't know if anybody has it. Maybe they've never done it, which really speaks to a couple things. Pittsburgh just stuck in their old ways for eternity, and they're finally starting to come out of that. They did that with T.J. Watt with the guaranteed money thing. Like, they never would give... They had some weird rule. like They wouldn't give guaranteed money to a player after the third year. And TJ Watt is looking at him like, what are you talking about? Everyone in the league does this. You you have some weird rule from the 60s about this guaranteed money? All right, fine. I'm going to go to the Niners. And they caved. They said, okay, well, we'll, we'll get with the times a little bit. And maybe this is the same thing. They should have made this firing seven years, or not seven, seven weeks ago. But they didn't. Why? Because, oh, we're the Steelers, and we don't do things like this. Okay, well, congrats. Here's seven weeks of terrible offense. I mean, they're six and four. They maybe could have been... Nah, I mean, how much better have they been? Seven and three? Eight and two? They're maxing out how good I think they could be right now. 803-0550 is the phone number. Okay, back to the Bills. The playoff picture is a part of this, and any conversation about Pittsburgh, that's included here. Because I think the Pittsburgh spot the playoff spot currently occupied by the Steelers is absolutely the most vulnerable to go after if you're the Bills. Let's go to the phones and go to John and Clarence. Hey, John. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. Sure um, thing. I'm I'm a fairly I'm a fairly optimistic guy. Okay, um, my wife would tell you that. Um, I feel like there's a butt but coming here. I will here. tell you there there is a butt. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm also a very practical guy. I'm an engineer. I do facts and figures. Um, I do a lot of statistical work. Um, the bill season ended with the Denver loss. It's just that simple. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll be cheering for them, you know, the next few weeks. 
Um, but they're going to lose at least, if you asked my opinion, they're going to lose at least one of the next two games. It doesn't matter which one it is, all right? And that will seal the deal. That will be it. But, but technically, I think they lost the season when they lost to Denver. That, that was it. And I saw nothing, nothing last weekend that proved to me that this team is better than any of the other teams uh, that they're going to be playing. Nothing. What What didn't you like about what they did on offense? They beat up on a on a on a team that is really not that good. They're overachievers at times. Hold on, hold on, John. They're they're not that good because they have the worst offense in football. That defense does not let anybody do that to them, including the teams you're referencing, like Kansas City and Philadelphia. That's not true. They 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 have six losses, right? Yeah, they've gotten beat. So. But they haven't been they haven't been beat because they've been scored on. Look at their losses. They're, they lost sixteen. They have to score more points. Look at the look at what teams have scored. John, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go here. The Jets. I mean, I can't. I can't. With someone telling me the Jets defense isn't good because they've have six losses. They lost to the Raiders sixteen to twelve. Don't tell me their defense is isn't great. When you lose a game giving up 16, they lost 15 to 10 to New England earlier in the year. They lost a game where they kept Kansas City down to 23. That's not on the defense. They held the they held the Giants. They lost the they lost, well actually they won that game. But they held the Giants to 10. They held the Eagles to 14. I mean, they're all again, they've had one, now they've had two. So in 11 weeks, Two teams have had great offensive days against them. Dallas and Buffalo. That's it. And that's where I get to my optimism. So, I hear you. Like, I'm not even saying you're wrong that the season ended when they lost to Denver. That might be right. That might be the one we look back on and say, that's the one that cost them. Might not be the most embarrassing loss because New England's going to be that one. But when they lost to Denver, that was it. That could be right. So I, I respect that, but I'm not ready to write their obituary because part their schedule's hard, and it's one game out of seven now to me that they've looked great offensively. That's not enough, and they got to prove it more than one week. But they've done it once now, and I don't respect the rest of the conference. That's where my optimism lies. I don't think Pittsburgh is good. I don't think... The Colts are good with Gardner Minshew. I don't think the Raiders are good with Aiden O'Connell. I mean, the Browns even. They're 7-3, and three, so they might be too far ahead. But Dorian Thompson-Robinson, they could fall apart very easily with that as their quarterback. They could become the Jets. They could easily become the Jets here, where they start rattling off losses where their defense is giving up no points, but it doesn't matter because their offense can't do anything. That's where my optimism lies. The rest of the conference, I think I think Houston and Jacksonville are going to get in. They're worth mentioning here. Um, I think they'll both get in. But all those other teams, I think they're totally gettable. Let's go to Anthony in New York City. What's up, Anthony? How you doing, Nate? Joe. Yeah, Nate. It's Joe. What's up, here. man? Believe me. I got to hear you crying Jeff fans down here. Believe me. I got to hear them. What are we saying? What happened? 
I live down here. I got to hear these crying Jeff fans every day. Every day I got to hear them crying. Yeah. And what's your point today, Anthony? If we're going to win this game Sunday in Philly, Josh is probably up to audible because that's a very loud crowd down there. Loud and rowdy they get. If we're going to win this game, Josh got to audible a lot of calls probably because they get very loud and rowdy. All right. Th- thanks, Anthony, for the call. I mean, that kind of goes back to that. It's Joe, by the way. That kind of goes back to one of our previous callers about Allen and like IQ. I-, I don't know why it's even really coming up today. I- I've got no problems with it. I got no qualms with it. Uh, unless, again, if we're if we want to have the debate about turnovers, I mean, that's on the table. But what are what are we talking about? Audibles? Why? Okay, yeah, loud environment against the Eagles. Is there this new narrative the Bills can't win on the road because it's harder to make play calls on the road or something? Like, why is that? Why am I starting to hear that? Doesn't make any sense. For years, you've never heard that. Maybe what was happening was we're just trying to find excuses for why the team doesn't look right. Maybe that's what was happening. I think that I I think. Man, they just do that jet game again and again and again, and you'll give up more points because the other offense is going to be better. You'll still win enough games to get in. Let's go to Mark in West Seneca. What's up, Mark? Hey, Joe. How are you doing hey, today? Good. What, good Mark. What's going on with these callers today? I, I'm, I'm... Ah, they're fine. They're fine. You know what happens. <laughs> Got me fired up. Uh, two comments, one about Josh, one about Sean McDermott, which I haven't heard, uh, if you'll allow me. Uh, first of all, Josh, IQ, are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me? First of all, the gentleman, uh, does he even know what he's looking at and how much information can he receive from watching a TV screen or even sitting in the crowd at the game he was at the game, uh, game after game with Josh? I mean, there's not a quarterback in the league who is asked to do more for his football team than Josh Allen. That's number one. Number two, um, there's, uh, no matter how much of a gunslinger he is, and no matter how much he's doing out there being aggressive and you know over-aggressive, whatever, there has to be structure to the offense that he has to be playing within. Otherwise, everything breaks down. And you want to criticize him here, and I'm not an apologist for Josh. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes he makes poor decisions. Granted, he needs to be criticized for that. But don't criticize him and say it's IQ because he took a sack because he's a guy who never quits on a play, and he's trying to make something happen, and he knows he's the man that's got to make it happen every game. So maybe he sometimes plays overly aggressive, but that's because of the situation and the context that that man is constantly put in, constantly, every single game. When's the last time our uh, Josh Allen looked like he did not have control of the offense, that he did not realize what was going on around him? He knows what's going on. He knows what's being called. So... Uh, that's that. And real quick about Sean McDermott, which I haven't heard. I do, I do hear criticism about, oh, he's taking field goals. He's not being aggressive, this and that, whatever, in the Jets game, and he took those three field goals right away. Think about this. Sean McDermott knew the context of the situation of that game going in. He had an, an offense that's been struggling mightily for a month and a half. He had a brand-new offensive coordinator. He was playing against an elite defense and the last thing he wanted, that, by the way, has owned us. If you can put it any other way, they've owned our offense for, what, four or five games in a row now? So he knew that when there were points available, he needed to take them. He needed to make sure that the team was settled down and that they were going to move forward. He did not want to do anything that was going to allow the Jets to think that they could win another game like the opener 
where our D, our offense struggles, they keep stopping us, and their defense wins the game for them, even though they have a poor offense. So I think he he did a great job. He made sure that he understood what was going on. He let the team get into a groove, and they moved forward and did what they did. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for being conservative early in that game because it did not play into anything that the Jets were hoping to get momentum from. So thanks, Josh. Joe. Yeah. Thanks for, the, thanks for the call, Mark. Let's uh, go right back to the phones and go to June, Sarah Norcher Park. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Joe. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts. I was looking at Week 12 schedule and looking at some of the games, AFC games. Wanted to make sure in my head, sort of, I had it right on kind of as we push for the playoffs here, who we're looking at. And, you know, I think obviously I'm looking at Jets, you know, to beat the Dolphins. Um, I'm looking at, you know, the Bucks to top the Colts. The, the games that I'm kind of struggling with are Steelers, Bengals, and then I'm assuming we want the Jags to beat the Texans. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on some of the these Week 12 matchups and you know what the best case scenario is for us. Yeah, Th- thanks for the call. I mean, I love getting into this stuff, and I'll do a little bit of it when we do our Tuesday tiers coming up at 11. But looking quickly at the AFC schedule for this week and really what you want to be rooting for, you. Definitely want the Jets to beat the Dolphins on Black Friday. First year, Black Friday game. It's never happened. This is the first time. Amazon Prime, 3 o'clock Friday. I'm not that optimistic because Tim Boyle is starting a quarterback, and I got more on him in a bit. But you want the Jets to beat the Dolphins, bring the division back down a little bit. You want, you've got a Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game. So that is one where I feel pretty comfortable rooting for Cincinnati. Because even though the Bengals are still in this by the standings, and if they won that game, you might feel a temptation to say, oh, Jake Browning is maybe pretty good, and I have to think about the Bengals. I don't think so. I think they can win a low-scoring game against Pittsburgh that doesn't scare me into thinking the Bengals are going to come take my spot. So you want the Bengals to beat the Steelers, I think for sure. You want the Jaguars to beat the Texans. You'd rather have one of those teams run away with the AFC South, kick the Texans back down. Denver and Cleveland. That's one I might need a second with. I don't know, actually. And then Baltimore and L.A. is the Sunday night game, and you want the Ravens to beat the Chargers because they're running away with the North anyway. You're, you have no point of you know trying to catch them. Um, but the Chargers are one game, or is it a game and a half, behind the Bills? And, you know, with Justin Herbert, they're a threat. So you want the Ravens to win there. Give me a minute, though, with Browns and Broncos. That's a 7-3 and team versus a 5-5 and team. Denver's got a tiebreaker on you. Cleveland, though, has a backup quarterback in. I mean, they could collapse. I'll plug that into the machine. I'll, I'll, tie goes to uh, who's going to have the better odds. So come back to see who has the better odds for that game. Uh, and if you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you when we come back as well. So responding more to Sarah's call on... Uh, things you're rooting for, and then Tuesday tiers coming up at 11. Stay tuned. This is WGR.